Welcome to the Locally Made Podcast. Tell us your name and your business. Hello, um, I'm Diane from Stitchcape. And I love for you to say it two or three times because then that means the name's really sunk in because everybody says it wrong the first time. But it actually links back to Escape Away to Stitch. So Stitchcape. Um, I'm based up on the Wirral, which is just south of Liverpool. And I run patchwork and quilting workshops and uh, events that I call socials which means it brings people together sewing whatever they're sewing and the real power is the connections they make to other people that sew and can help and inspire them to do their hobby. Brilliant, thank you. Um, and what, what have you done in business to, to succeed? Uh, kept going, resilience. Um, I've been going since about, I started getting business advice in 2014 when I had the idea. And then, in, and then looking for premises, because I'm a, obviously people need to come to my premises to meet together and to sew and to get the workshops. So I, find, I looked for premises and that then with advice. And they all said the best place to get for a bricks and mortar place is somewhere with footfall. I've never had a place with footfall because in my business, People need to bring their sewing machines and all their clobber, and it can be a lot of clobber. They need a car park and easy access into the building more than they need to be walking past it as they're on their way to M&S. They need to, they, it's a, what do they call it? It's a location business. They come there because they know what's happening there. Um, oh, so yeah. on, on the back of that, so yeah. well, what advice have you got for starting a bricks and mortar business? Um, Listen to yourself, especially when you've got a business like mine that is really niche. It's not everybody knows what a patchwork and quilting workshop is or socials, they don't know what they are. So when you go to state agents and business advisors, they haven't got a clue. So in a lot of ways, you have to tell them, be clear about what you do so that they can understand and they are then better able to help you and get you the right place. So when I was looking for a location, if it's bricks and mortar, know what your clients will want. You do know, people think they don't, but they do know what their ideal client um, wants and needs. And I did, and I had to, he didn't, the estate agent didn't think I was doing the right thing at all. He thought, this is mad, but actually, I've had a couple of locations, but my first location was just a job. Um, perfect, easy access, close to different motorways, all of those different things. People listening to this will know what their businesses need, and they just need to be strong and clearly explain to the people that are trying to help you what exactly it is that you need. Brilliant, okay. Um, what, what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur, about owning your own business? Oh boy! Um, coming to events that I'm at today in the in the by the House of Lords with Small Business Saturday. It's, no, that's just like the very pinnacle, the top. The best bit about owning your business is actually part of what Small Business Saturday is about: is being a part of everybody else, and they're all striving. They want to offer a service or a location that isn't currently there. They want to bring that out into the world. Um, and you get to do that without anybody constantly saying no, no, no. Unfortunately, as small business owners, we're usually the only ones saying no to ourselves. 
but actually we can say yes to ourselves and try all the crazy ideas and push the boundaries and we can flip on a coin whereas if you work for a big industry flipping on a coin doesn't happen so I can go from month to month and almost change things that often if I want and my customers need yeah so when you were younger, did you have any side hustles? Did you do sort of your bits on the side to, to earn a little bit of extra pocket money? Or, or is, there, is there anything that you would suggest that younger people should start maybe thinking about if they want to start their own business? Well, I'm also from a teaching background, um, but I've always sewn. It's been like an inner passion for me in the first place. So I think what I would recommend is just be open to whatever it is is your thing. Be open to it and listen to it. You know, like in the teaching industry, it's obviously like many other industries, it's very busy, very focused on the children and the parents, obviously. And maybe your own needs are being met quite by that. And so being brave enough to listen to those needs and give it a go. Like say, I've never actually, I never, when I was teaching, I never did have a side hustle. It, it was life circumstances led me to being in a place where I could open a new business or start and actually really follow my passion and try to bring people together. But yeah, just listen to what you really like and just slowly, slowly, slowly and bit by bit get yourself into that business. And I think it's a lot easier now with the internet as well, in all the different places you can get. Because you can't see me, but I am 57 and it's... You never stop. If you're 35 and think you're over the hill, get a life. You are not. You've got hundreds of years ahead of you yet. <laughs> so one, one final question. Um, what's your social media handles and your website? It's all Stitchscape. Stitch, as in so, Stitchscape. S-C-A-P-E. On Instagram and Facebook. Not on TikTok. I don't do the dancing. Um, yeah. And the website is stitchcape.uk. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. So, so.